Before any of what I'm about to tell you had ever happened, I distinctly remember having a conversation in my room, ironically with a, a different girl, about this same exact thing. While she was sitting next to me writing in one of those three-ring binders, you know the ones, and during this conversation, she was just writing and talking at the same time, giving equal amounts of attention to both. Then way off subject, out of the blue, she asked me what I thought love was. And somewhat surprised, I, I tried to answer. And I don't even remember what, what I said, but... I was stumbling over my words, as you can probably imagine, giving her some lame, superficial, and shallow answer. Then I thought I could cleverly shift it to her, and I abruptly asked her, well, what's your definition of love? And without hesitating, without skipping a beat, and very matter-of-factly, still writing, not looking up once, with her free hand moving her short hair behind her ear, still looking down at the binder, she said, well, I think love is caring more about the other person's happiness more than your own. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> how cool is that? At 16 years old? Wow. That was definitely better than the answer I know that I gave her. And to this day, I never forgot that. Hello everyone, my name is Bishop Frisch and I want to welcome you to My Life Through Music where I talk about the songs and music that were either there at the time or describe thoughts, feelings, or emotions I was experiencing at those particular places and at those particular times. And the song that describes these memories is Just Like Heaven by The Cure, released in 1987. Love, in, in my opinion, is one of, if not the most powerful emotions in the universe. It's awesome. It's a beautiful time when you're falling in love. Everything is happy. Everything is positive. Everything is perfect. You're constantly displaying your best while always looking for and seeing the best in the other and you can love many things you can love many ideas you can love many songs and so on and so on and of course you can love many people and you can love them in many different and special ways and i don't expect too many people to fully understand what I'm trying to say 
um, because I'm sure I'm never going to be able to explain it adequately. But in many ways, I fall in love every day. Love is a teacher. It teaches us not only about the nature of love itself, it teaches us obviously about those we love. Most importantly though, it teaches us about ourselves. And when you discover love and it comes into your life, sometimes as fast as this song begins with the sound of drums and the bass, if it is not cared for and respected, not only for those you love, but for oneself, in the end, with one forceful strum from the guitar, it will follow the sound of the keyboard out and go away. This song, in my opinion, speaks and sounds of love in so many ways. I mean, the way that Robert Smith gives us the feeling and the emotion of being in love through his voice, the words he sings, the way they just seemingly come out so easily as if he can't wait to say them and, and he can't get them out fast enough. The strumming of the guitar uh, to me is, is soothing and safe. The tone of the synthesizer is, is one of happiness. Kind of reminds me of, of soaring in some way, carefree and without worry. The riff of the lead guitar bounces like laughter from a couple on a, uh, on a spring day. The delicate notes of the keyboard, all of it, at least to me, in its quick three minute and 32 seconds, if you stream it, sounds, exemplifies, and is love. Okay, so if you've seen the last video, our high school worlds, attendance girl and I, collided. Our young lives, at least as much as we could perceive and comprehend, were connected. And she and I were boyfriend and girlfriend. And I, just like many of my friends in school uh, who had girlfriends, uh, we were trying to figure all this out. I mean, this wasn't like the past. Um, this wasn't, you know, just holding hands. This wasn't skating with girls at the skating rink. It wasn't making out somewhere. Or most recently, uh, just hanging out with other girls and doing, I don't know, whatever. This was probably the first time, along with my buddies, that we had, quote, serious, <laughs> end quote, girlfriends. And it was probably the, the very first time that I had at least some, not all, but some understanding that somebody was actually investing their time, their energy, and eventually their emotions into me. And I'm not being crass, um, but it wasn't just the physical anymore. There was more to it. I actually had to show up, as they say today. I had 
like the song says, to, quote, make her glow, end quote. Let's face it. I had to be a person that somebody would actually want to invest all of those things that I just mentioned in. So what did I do? <laughs> I got a little surface information and, and advice from my parents. You know how that is, you know, talking to your parents at that age, um, especially about stuff like that. Okay, thanks, Mom. <laughs> thanks, Dad. <laughs> I got a little more from talking with my buddies who were experiencing the same things and had the same questions that I had. Finally, I got, believe it or not, the most from the very least person I would ever expect. Someone whom I had never met before, but was getting ready to meet. <laughs> Someone I had never thought I would have these kinds of conversations with. Her mom. That's right. Um, it didn't take too long before... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I had to meet her parents. Ah! <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. Um, I wasn't really scared, per se. Um, I had met other girls' parents before, but I was admittedly a little more anxious and a little more uh, worried only because, um, you know, I I wanted to make a good impression and... I wanted them to like me, you know? I mean, their daughter was... I didn't know what I was going to get. Was I going to meet strict parents or laid-back parents? I, I had no idea, and I really wanted to find out. And in the end, it was the perfect combination of both. She said, don't worry, you look totally fine as I dramatically and nervously wiped my hands downward on my either naturally faded jeans or stonewashed jeans. I, I can't remember. She turned the key and unlocked the front door and pushed it open as I apprehensively walked in behind her and braced myself for what was to come when the air-conditioned house pushed a wall of cool air laced with her perfume right in my face. <laughs> I don't know how so many women do it, but even here in the heat of Arizona, she always smelled, quote, as fresh as April's heaven, end quote. <laughs> there I go again, getting distracted by perfume. <laughs> she had already told me that her stepdad was at work. So I was clear there, <laughs> but I would be able to meet her mom. Yay. <laughs> the sound of my Chuck Taylor All-Stars made a squishy sound on the tile of the entryway as we walked in. And if I remember correctly, to the left was a beautiful dining room that stood still and perfect giving me the impression that it didn't get used very much. To my right, opposite the dining room, was a den that looked as if it got even less use. At the end of the entryway, it opened up like, like an alluring museum. 
It was an open style floor plan with a living room to the right and a kitchen to the left. And natural light just poured inside as the window coverings seemed to be drawn back, looking like horses that had their reins fully pulled. Everything in that house was organized in its perfect place that day, having the exact balance of just the right amount of furniture and decorations to look and feel welcoming while still appreciating its openness. She then looked back and held up an index finger as if to say, wait here. <laughs> Continuing in front of me, she yelled out, mom? Her mom walking past the kitchen around the corner sarcastically said, I'm right here. <laughs> and it was then when she formally introduced us. Dressed in business casual attire and looking slightly up at me, she greeted me with a wide, friendly smile and a firm, professional handshake as she gestured towards the bar stools that sat opposite the kitchen across a long breakfast bar, looking inward, quite similar to mine. I remember thinking to myself, man, I wish I would have just dressed a little bit better. And then there, with her mom in the kitchen looking out at a tenants girl and I, Sitting on those bar stools, we had a conversation. And it was the first of many conversations. And these weren't your typical parent to daughter's boyfriend conversations. Yeah, there was some of that, especially on the rare occasion when I had messed up or maybe needing some clarification on something, usually about getting her home at a certain time. I don't know. Something about a curfew. <laughs> but outside of that, these were real conversations about real life, about real relationships, about real careers and real futures. And they just went on and on and on. And it was great. And the cool thing about it was even when a tenants girl wasn't there for a few minutes, like, for example, if I had gotten to her house um, before she did, if we were going to meet there on some day or something, um, we would have conversations. Or if she was talking to her sister or getting ready or whatever, we would still talk. And it was really cool. So why do I bring this up? Because sitting there as a teenager in that kitchen, you know, talking to her mom all those times, it was the first time, or one of the first times as a kid, I felt like, you know, an adult outside of my family, you know, they're supposed to listen to you, right? But it was the first time that an adult made me feel like an adult. And I felt heard as an individual for the first time. It felt as if she was talking with me as opposed to talking to me. And that made a very big difference and a very big impact back then. In fact, I still try to do that very same thing with, uh, 
both of my daughters and their boyfriends and their friends, you know, I try to hear them and talk with them as opposed to talking to them. I really try. Speaking of my daughters, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, now that they're about the same age as I was during this story, eh, maybe a little older, um, but I remember my oldest one day uh, coming back home from having dinner with her boyfriend and his family some Sunday night. And she came home all excited, you know, talking about all these things like the importance of this and the importance of that and, and how uh, communication is so important and how to manage money and budgeting and spending and all that. And I remember glancing over at my wife just grinning and I remember thinking, hey, we talked to her about these same things. Wasn't she listening to us? <laughs> But I've always taught my daughters from the time that they could talk and more importantly from the time that they could talk back <laughs> that it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And in addition to that, I guess it's also sometimes who is saying it that can make the biggest difference. Looking back, all those conversations with her mom mostly, and sometimes with her stepdad, they were great. Um, they were both so cool to talk to, at least to me. Uh, they were always friendly, cordial, and supportive. And yeah, attendance girl and I also had lots of our own conversations. Just the two of us. Conversations about a lot of things. Things including love and heaven, and everything in between. Quote, strange as angels, dancing in the deepest oceans, twisting in the water, you're just like a dream. End quote. That is young love right there. That's old love. That's love. That's how I love. How do you love? How would you describe it? And what song or songs would you use to describe it? And these are just a few reasons why I want to thank The Cure for this beautiful, beautiful song and why it's in my My Life Through Music playlist. I guess the only question is, as it was explained to me, in my room several months earlier by someone special. Would I care more about the other person's happiness more than my own? We'll get to that eventually. But before that, yo, I gotta tell you about some new music that finally made its way to our little corner of the world and the impact that it had on all of us and me as I invite you to join me in the next video when I talk a little more about my life through music. Okay, <laughs> so Attendance Girl and I, our high school worlds, 
I wanted them to like me, you know? I mean, their daughter was my, my girlfriend. The song that represents these memories is 